How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. I've been trusting God in him only. I break bread with squad members only. I done came up, holy moly. If you funny, don't approach me. I keep really around me only. Trusting God in him only. I break bread with squad members only. I done came up, holy moly. If you funny, don't approach me. I keep really around me only. Uh, another episode from Holy Culture. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend. Rarely seen, often heard, <laughs> often tweeting out. Um, you know, I say it jokingly, man, but true. Often tweeting out some words of wisdom and tips for people. Yeah. Doc Watson is in the building. What's up, man? How you doing, man? Bro, before we even talk about anything, we got to talk about our history. Yeah. Like how we met and uh, like what you, what you are to me. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. People don't even know. Like we we go back. Like we go back. I'll tell you what happened on my end. So okay. Have another story. So we had put out a record with Kingston. It was just me and me. And, Kingston. Yeah. Wow. It was Kingston, me, and this. And I met Derek through this process. Okay. So Derek, I met out here, like not too far from here. Right. Um. And so I had called Derek, just have him mix the record, and we started building. And I got to know him. Um. Actually, record the record. So he recorded it and mixed it and was on it. Right. We became cool right then, like right away. Uh. And then. One day I was, I got a check for the record, like from CD Baby, this was CD Baby was popping. Mm-hmm. And I got this like $600 check. And I'm like, what? Because this is like going from the years of selling CDs on the streets right. to starting to upload music. And I didn't realize when I uploaded the music that our stuff was on Apple. Because this is when you couldn't do that. This like, was early 2000s. Right. Remember, you couldn't just yeah. get on iTunes. Right. They, they, do, they didn't let you do that. Absolutely. So I didn't know we were on iTunes. Right. I didn't know we were on Amazon any of that stuff. So I, I was like, well, how are people hearing the record then? Like, right. I, I mean, I was in radio, so I knew something was going on. So I looked up online and I discovered Holy Culture and I saw that our stuff was up. Right. And the first person to ever play us was DJ Delight. Yeah. And yeah. then Wado. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I didn't, but it looked like Wado was playing us first. So I reached out to him mm-hmm. and Wado and I just started talking and building. And through that, I found out about you. Right. And then I wanted to do a podcast. Right. Remember? Right. Yes, sir. And uh, Absolutely. And, you know, and, and so I would call you and just get like help. Like, hey, man, what do you think of this? And uh, it's, that's why it's so important for people to have mentors. Yeah. Um, because there was things you would tell me that, you know, I had different ways of looking at things. Some of them were out of animosity. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. And you'd be like, hey, man, you know, and you should look at it like this. Or you would just give me some different advice to help me see things from a different perspective. Yeah. Never like, bro, you stupid, man. You should never. You sure? Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, so that's how I, I, I don't know if you ever knew all that. No, I appreciate but that. But that was kind of like the beginning. That, that literally was what started our label. That's I appreciate. You know what's so funny about that too? Because my memory, man. Um, what was the label called back then too? Christlike Entertainment. Christlike Entertainment. <laughs> CLE, the CLE still, radio show. I still too. have that email too. Oh man, CLE. <laughs> and because um, I remember, you know, at the time, I would sometimes you we would maybe text on a day and say, let's get on the phone. Yeah. And I was working downtown Wilmington. 
Yep. And I had a 45 minute commute up 95 to yep. PA. Um, from we just talk and we would talk almost the whole time. I would literally yeah. get my car, call you. And I think where you were working, you would I have to step out, right? You were contracting. You yeah, had to step so out the building step or something out, like that. Talk, yeah. You'd be like, all right, hold on, Trig, meet me step out, right? You yeah. step out the building. And we would talk for like that, my whole 45 minute drive, man. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, you gotta go back to work. I'd be like, nah, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm good for the good. day. I'm just waiting yeah. to get off. <laughs> and then and then to cap it off, maybe a few yeah. hours later, we would get online and, and play some Madden. We did right? a lot. Yeah. We didn't talk a lot of business during that, though. No, it was it no was, business it was talk. Serious, though. Yeah, it was a while where I had it, and then you started right. beating me, so. Right. I can't yeah. remember how that ended, actually. Um, uh, I think you beat me the last time. Okay, good. Yeah, and that was it. Good. That's what's important. I don't know how it, it just stopped. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if I just got south. If I won the last one, it's good. That you did win the last that's, one. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, because it'd be Chargers versus Skins. That's right. Yeah. I could not win with the Skins. I don't either. know who I play with now, though. Yeah, good but, Lord. So, um, Man, I'm so proud of everything you've done, bro. Um, you know, I've been, yeah. been been away from it for a minute, getting back to things, man. And uh, you're one of the first people I wanted to reconnect with because we man. probably hadn't talked in, I'm thinking, four years or so, man. Not like a, we've had like just real quick. Yeah, else. real quick, but not yeah. like really being able to get together. So, yeah. one, proud of what you've done, Derek's doing, man. Two, um, I think a lot of what you guys done is instructive to people and we'll, yeah. be, we'll really be informative. That's why I'm so excited to be doing this. Two, three, you and I talked about this candidly, man. How do we create um, kind of generational bridges? Mm. You know what I mean? We talked about that, that all, a lot of us are getting older. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Derek does an awesome job, man. Two, same thing, trying to help folks. He's got a different voice than yours yeah. of trying to help folks um, understand, you know, how things work and, you know, ministry, coexist with business yeah, and you can't leave the business out of it. Right. You've got to do business in decency and in order for the ministry to survive. Do it all. Right. Yeah. And so you've, uh, you've done that, man. So I, I just thought I'm so excited, man, to do this, man. Tell me this, maybe let's start here. Okay. What, what even made you jump into this? You came out of the military, right? Yeah. So well, while I was in though, um, and before I always was involved in like producing. Right. And you know how you were a producer. Yep. So you know how that goes. Yes, and sir. I fell in love with the same thing you fell in love with the MPC. Right. Which is the most amazing. I miss my MPC. Oh, Do you still have yours? Nah. Okay. And, and but I did have a machine, and I don't know where I put it. Well, I just moved, so I don't know where it's at. I didn't see it, so I probably let somebody have it. Yeah. Knowing me, but something about punching that MPC with those filters on it through the Triton or whatever—it was just amazing. Well, I'm gonna go off on a tangent for a second. Yeah. Do you still have any of your production stuff? Yeah. In well, the house, I have the Beats. Okay. I found so I if I get in my car. Mm-hmm. On my phone, it randomly plays music. Okay. And every once in a while, it goes through a string of my production. And I'll be like, what? I know. And I, you know your sound, right? Yes. You know when yes. it's yours. I'll be like, I made that, you know? I still have mine on iTunes every now and then. And I'll, I'll go that's to this little said. playlist and shuffle it and be like, ah, yeah. that's from this, that's from that. And I threw some stuff out I shouldn't have. You know, yeah. I, I out of frustration, I had some, I, I have a, uh, an issue where I'll just cut off. That's kind of one of my deal with my problems things. Right. Is I'll just be like, I'm done. Cut. Right. Boom, move on. Right. And uh, the problem with that is, is that you end up throwing a lot of stuff away you wish you didn't. Exactly. And including relationships. Absolutely. So I've, of course, matured since then, but I've let go of a lot of things that I wish I would have kept out of frustration. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the question was... Um, Any production equipment? Any equipment yeah, left? Not th- I, I think I gave it all to Canon. Okay. Uh, and maybe somebody else, but Canon mostly. Canon has the stuff? Yeah. So Canon, I'm coming for you. No. <laughs> Well, by now he may have moved out even more, but like Cannon, when he was 19, uh-huh. I gave him all my samples. Okay. Uh, so I think he used some of those to produce um, uh, the great investment. And then I think he also used it for uh, 
his second, well, the first mixtape we put out, Blind right. World. Okay. And then I gave him like my my I, <laughs> I gave him my monitors. I gave Chad Jones some monitors, mm-hmm. uh, keyboards, uh, I, TVs, like I, just I, just whatever I could do to help him move forward. Yeah. Yeah, and he's good. I mean, he, I mean, I, I think he probably has some of that now, but. He's got a big studio in his, his crib that he's built out. Derek's got an in-house studio okay. that he built. So, yeah, we've that stuff is all over the place right? somewhere. As long as it's being used, I still wanted to sit. Yeah, just wanted to sit. Yeah. So as you were producing and, and coming forward, um, were you did you initially start with Christian hip-hop or start just with rap? Or how did nah, you get started? So my start was I was, like, in just hip-hop. Like, okay. I was doing street mixtapes as a producer. Okay. Uh, I was going to all the like festival or you know the conferences right um you know i had i was doing some real work man um i had a lot of good stuff going on okay i sold at least two or three thousand mixtapes uh uh a quarter out on the streets myself okay and i would throw events and then i also uh would probably sell 15 20 tracks a month mm. you know um back then, you, back then you could sell them for a decent price too yeah and it was probably mostly dope boys yeah i don't know mm-hmm. but Seems like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always did real well during tax season too. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I mean, but I had some big ones that I had made. I was uh, I was involved in a lot of mixed shows. I had a radio show. Mm-hmm. I was on live radio in Nashville for a little bit also, Clarksville. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had personalities I would do. Some of them I brought over to our culture and then, you know, people got offended. Like I had this dude called The Weatherman. I forgot about the personalities you would yeah, do, man. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Abdullah Akbar been sold. I forgot you know. about that. I used that, to be on the man. air in Nashville with that voice. Yes. Yeah, people used to get really upset about it. I forgot it. about that. So what? How, how'd you make the transition? What brought you into Christian? Uh, so I did a show. Um, I did a show in Clarksville. Uh, and some people might remember me from then, but uh, we sold out. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. You know, it was a lot of Nashville artists came up, which is hard to do. It's hard to get them to go that way. Okay. Usually everyone's coming this way. Okay. Um, but it did really well. Um, I made a lot of money that night. And uh, when I got done, man, I just kind of looked around. I'm like, man, this just isn't what I want. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't really into that lifestyle, The what comes with it. And mm-hmm. what comes with it, what's hard to do is there's womanizing, mm-hmm. drug money, glorification, like, uh, I'm not putting down anybody else. I'm just saying, me, me personally, that's mm-hmm. hard for me to look past. Right. Uh, you know, everyone's in a different place in their life. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that some people just need time to yeah. figure that out. But yeah. for me, in, in the way that I'm programmed, it was just not me ever. Yeah. I've always been a humanitarian, a lover of people. Uh, I care about animals, even. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like one of those. I just love things. So right. to see people get beat up, uh, to see people get played or hurt, you know, over. The things that happened in that community, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, at time, more more so than not, it just was hard. So uh, when I got home, man, the true story is is that I was asleep, mm-hmm. and I heard this real loud bang mm-hmm. that night. I mean, I can't, I, mean, I, I, I don't know what happened to the money. Like, right. I, had, I had a whole wad full of money that I made that night. Mm. And uh, I got woke up, and, and uh, I was like, what was that noise? And I was trying to figure out what the noise was. Nobody else woke up. So I felt like it was just in my head. And, yeah. The thing I heard in my the first thing I thought about in my mind was, if you don't change your life, death is coming. Mm. And I took that as real death, but I think it was more like a spiritual death. Yeah. Like, later on, I realized as I got to read the, the the word more and understand it, that I was just living a really uh, 
like lukewarm life and I was riding the fence. Yeah. I was going to church, but I was involved in a culture that didn't glorify yep. the father. Yeah. Uh, and mm. so my, my whole goal has been to bring some of those business ideas and, and, and practices and, and everything else here. Yeah. And when I got here, of course, I thought I was the man and I was going to change the world. I didn't know there was already something here. And, right. You know, I got humble pretty quick and, and I had to kind of reset my brain. And yeah. I mean, I had comments with you about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Uh, I was pretty cocky. I think I think you kind of have to be, though. Like mm-hmm. when you're doing music and you're young, it's mm-hmm. kind of the energy. Right. You know? right. Like I'm not surprised when young cats are cocky. Either. Right. I'm not either. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not either. You almost kind of yeah. hope they are just so they have the energy to go do it. Right. And when they get knocked down, they're not totally mm-hmm. destroyed by it. Right. Because I think you have to have some kind of arrogance to get past all that. Mm-hmm. Like, like an ignorance, maybe more. I think. I think that's it. I yeah. think. Yeah. It's probably more not ignorance. arrogance, but ignorance. Yeah. yeah. It's probably more ignorance. It's the wrong. The wrong ends. Then you get you mature and get some wisdom. And you like you know you 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 figure out yeah. how much you don't know. Yeah. And how much you don't even know you don't know. Yeah, I got embarrassed a few times, and, and even just personally without people even knowing. Sometimes when I was embarrassed, I was just like, "Bro, what?" Like, yeah, my mom would do it too. She'll call me when you thought this, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh my god! Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. So you start Christlike Entertainment with Derek initially? So, yeah, uh, I don't know if we, I don't remember if it started with him or if we joined, if we joined teams and, and just kind of, no, you know what? It was Christlike Entertainment and then it was, uh, he had the technicians. Okay. And then we kind of were just running those two lanes together. Okay. And Derek never had a desire to be labeled a Christian rapper. Right. Like back then when it was popping. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of coming back. But right. he, he was just like, bro, I'm just, he called it a, a real hop. Real, real hip hop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, because there's always been that weird lane of positive mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Um, you had your different artists that were doing it for a while. So it was, there was a lane for that. Right. Some would say maybe Ruckus was down that, but they really weren't positive. They were just more street conscious. Ruckus records? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Street, street and lyrical, you know, mm-hmm. they all kind of went together. Sure. Uh, so yeah, then we, there was Derek's idea. Honestly, uh, I wasn't very, he, Derek was more advanced than me uh, working together. Okay. I was, I came from a place where people were, you know, you got to remember I'm white, first of all. And then you got to remember that I was coming up during a time where it wasn't cool to be white doing rap. Mm. Like, it was hard for me to get people to actually that start buying. Gotcha. Yeah, it took Eminem for people yeah. to pay, like, say, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it was monopolized purely by mainly black people. Mm. And, mm. you know, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. It is it is a black, a black uh, art. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now there's more white people involved. But I think it took Eminem to kind of break down that barrier a little bit yeah. for people to accept it. Yeah. So then I started being able to make tracks. So what I was, what I was doing was kind of laying down the reason why I was hesitant to ever join forces with anybody. Yeah. I just always felt yeah like distrust for everybody. Gotcha. You know. Um, so with Derek, like he came to me and said, "Man, let's. I'm working. You're working. Right. And I looked at it like an idiot. I looked at it like, oh. My value is so dope. He wants to be a part of mm. what I'm doing. And it took me a, like a second to, uh, he actually called me on it one day. He's like, bro, like I'm doing as much as you're doing. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like we both are doing a lot. We can work together. And so I had to like correct how I was seeing that and be like, you're right. We both bring equal value. Mm-hmm. Let's be a team. Okay. So that was really his idea. Okay. And, and I wanted to do it, but I didn't really catch on to what he was saying. Got it. Got it. <laughs> that's how like ignorant I was about working with people. Yep. Like, I'm just being honest. No, that's that's good, you man. Know? Yeah. So you guys formed CLE after that? Well, we, we, we solidified CLE and then we had issues with, we went through our first growing pains, you know, mm-hmm. just artists changing and uh, different perspectives and visions. And then we just killed all of that and called it RMG. We sat down, rebranded everything, looked it up, tried to see if there was any other branding. And then uh, it just it was just me and him. Well, well, CLE had how many artists come out on CLE as late? It was Andre Kingston and Derek. Andre Kingston. And Derek at the time was called, he was calling himself Pro. Yeah. And then you went to the rebrand the phrase phase rather yeah so what drove the rebranding we just needed a reset okay um kingston had had things going on personally and he wanted to just step away okay uh was kind of going a different direction Mm. um and and you know he was always been kind of more of a uh lone ranger Mm -hmm. you know like not in a bad way he just that's how he functioned he he wanted a team but I think he really wanted more of a management team. Okay. And I wanted to have a label. Okay. Uh, we never really had a disagreement. Just we just worked different ways. Okay. Um, and then you know Derek and I, we kind of had the same idea, like and somehow somebody him and I were always kind of on the outside mm-hmm. in Nashville. We were always the guys in tone, like we were just always the guys that were kind of on the outside of the right. circle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was, but um, but we all ended up being tight. And tone's the first. Christian rapper I ever met. Okay. First one I ever produced a track for. So the reason I'm even here is because I met Tone. And yeah, he did not have release on CLE. His was after. No, he never did. Well, didn't, well, let me ask you this. He had RMG release. So Tone, okay, so I have two questions. So so Tone never had a release on CLE, but it seems like he went through the same, that whole branding change era, right? Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I've been curious about. So CLE goes to Reflection Music Group. Yep. Pro goes to Derek Minor. Mm-hmm. Tone goes to Tony Tillman. Yeah. Right? Um, who, who, what other um, names? Yeah, I went from Dr. Super Doc. No, I'm kidding. Either. You, went from, <laughs> you went from Jacob. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob the Dr. Jacob. Jacob Dr. Watson the Jacob. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But um, so what drove the artist rebranding? So uh, the RMG thing happened because we just needed, we, we wanted to be, so the honest truth is, we really wanted to be able to be marketable, like beyond the church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and of course, this is going to be a debated topic if I say it, but I'm going to say it like if you put Christ like entertainment, that confines you to just one type of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're not you're, you're not going to be able to branch out or go further. And our, our true RMG has always been about outreach. Yeah. Moving beyond. Yeah. So. We've, and you know this because sure. you saw how we started. Like, we've always been very aggressive. Right. Uh, so much so that when we dropped uh, Kingston's record, I remember because you were like, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, I remember I told you, I was like, yeah, man, um, we were talking. I forgot what made me say it, but you guys had the the, the album um, in the city that I did. You guys mm-hmm. played a lot of those joints. Sure, yeah. You and your brother. Mm-hmm. And you told me like. Brother-in-law. Oh, oh diggity. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you were. Shouts. I think he was a DJ, actually. But. You told me like, yeah, you know, Kingston's dope, man, but he's, you know, he's not taking a stance one way or the other. He's just kind of being in the middle. Right. And you were like, it's not a problem. It's just that's not going to create any debates, you know, but you're also going to have people that don't like you for not taking a stance. Mm-hmm. I think it was something on the boards. Gotcha. That's all. Okay. And I was asking what you thought. Derek was 
clearly being a rapper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then our theology was a little off. Like, we didn't have the the foundational stuff. And back then, that's that was what it was all about. It Man, was all about... It was so thick on the It was super there. Calvinism, super Tulip, super... Uh, and then there was the two-sided debates and Man. you can't rap with this guy. People don't even, like, these guys don't even know what it was like back then. Like, the stuff we're doing now yeah. would never happen back then. So for yeah. the, you know, so, <laughs> so this is intended for one the audience who follow you man and yeah. Derek and the whole crew people follow holy culture i think a lot of fans and supporters are going to love to see this kind of behind the scenes and the history and i think it's going to be instructive to artists too but then there's the historians have been a part of this too and i think it's important to share some of this man because yeah. you bring up such a good point one is this constant debate of you know what's christian enough right right and then two the, the- theological debates um i never really got into either one of those debates bro. you didn't i i never really would um yeah. And I still won't. Um, right. The board. But, just, you're, but you're super solid, though. Hmm? Oh, I know who I am and I know what yeah, I believe. That's the thing about you is you're yeah. solid, but you don't partake in the fights. I don't. Um, yeah. It's a conscious choice, man. Um, and for those who look, you know, still use the Holy Culture form, they're like, wow, Trig's never on the form. I just, um, I'm not a form guy. It's not that I don't, I don't dislike the form. Yeah. I'd rather talk than type. So the form never really right. worked well for me. Vic, um, Vic founded Holy Culture, right? Vic Padilla. Big shouts to Vic, man. Yeah, Vic. Vic founded Holy Culture, and I came in as a partner. Um, and I'll just, you know, you share some of your background. I'll share some of mine real quickly. I was doing production in Philly, right? And I was, man, I was for a while, um, always thought I was going to have this big production thing. I was doing production for groups that were with, like, Steady B at the time. I don't even know oh, that yeah. dude. Um, yeah. I was working with uh, Flavor Unit. I was supposed to sign with Flavor Producer Management. Wow. And that fell through. I was supposed to do, like, two songs for Apache and... Then I was up in New York spending time with Rush Producer Management. I was supposed to produce for wow. Dayla and them. And everything would always fall through. You know what I mean? I did one song for the Lawrence Fishburne album for a group that went out. Um, I did a couple things for RCA. And then um, things just kind of were sizzling down, man. And I was producing. And one night I was producing down in the studio. Old Diggity's uh, had a store. I mean, yeah. his brother. And I'm down in the basement working on some tracks for a group. And we're working on the Sprite commercial or something else. And Fanatic from the Cross Movement was his good friends with Odigity. So they're upstairs, and he hears the beats downstairs. He's like, what's going on? And yeah. Ode's like, oh, my, my, my brother-in-law Trick's downstairs. Why don't you come down and meet him? Yeah. So they come down, <clears throat> and he listen to stuff. And Brady's like, you know, Fanatic, I'm sorry. Fanatic, he's, he's, you know, he's bumping his head. So as he goes to leave, man, he says, yo, you do some dope stuff. It's a shame it's not for the Lord. Now, at the time... Mm-hmm. I'm safe, but I'm still, you know, I like, what, what you say, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like. I know exactly how you felt in that moment. It was like, you yeah. know, what you, you know, it, he's like, I'm just saying, you do some dope stuff, but it's a shame it's not for the Lord. Yeah. And he walked out. And bro, I was like, what? You talk about conviction over so the did, next couple so of days? So did you feel a, a combination of conviction and disrespect? I felt the disrespect first, <laughs> but then yeah. the conviction took over quickly. Yeah. It was like because what he what he made me feel was like um, it's different than just being silent on the sideline. I was enabling people who were speaking mm-hmm. something that was totally against what I believed. That's and how I, I felt. I was enabling it. Right. It's yeah. one thing to be silent about it, which is to me not good either. But to enable it was like, man, I'm, I'm actively contributing to this show. Yeah. So probably three days later, man, I had like. Eight projects open. I call every group and was like, you got a week to finish this. I'm done with secular hip hop. They were like, what? Bro, like we we about to, 
I can't do flavor producer management stuff. I can't do like, and I knew at the time the Lord was keeping those doors closed because I couldn't do them. I didn't need to do them. And I probably, and I wasn't mature enough to handle the environments that it would have pushed me into either. I wasn't mature enough in my walk to handle that. Yeah. You know I mean, that's I mean? the thing too is, is, uh, there's so much temptation. I was married. Yeah. Well, I'm married now, but I yeah. was married early at that time. And yeah. you know, I couldn't even imagine like, we yeah. recorded, man, we had recorded a song up in, uh, the studio that the Naughty would record at. And I think we came in right after them in Jersey. And I mean, I wasn't a smoker, but the overtake of the involuntary weed was like, oh, right. And just, it's like, I couldn't do all that. So that was everywhere. It was everywhere. Any right? conference, any hotel, Bro, they're it, working. It, it was just so, um, so I, I made the declaration. I shut everything off. Fanatic comes back, I guess probably a week or so later with the rest of the cross movement. Yeah. And that night, I'll never forget, man, Deuce, and I'm paraphrasing, but he says something to the extent of, man, Trig, good to meet you, bro, this, that, and that, good to be chopping with you, getting to know you, man. I want you to proclaim before men why you've given up secular rap, bro. Tears flowing, man. We just was like, you know what I mean? It, bro, it was just, you know what I mean? And that, that was my intro into this. I didn't even know what I was getting into, man. I just knew I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I didn't even know this whole arena existed, so to speak. You know what I mean? You know, it's funny is I never even knew this about you. And it, and it helps me understand more about uh, your relationship with all, all the crossman guys and mm -hmm. uh, where you hold them. Like we've talked, I've kind of sensed the respect, like yeah. high respect. Uh, and then, um, and there, I'm after that time. You know, yeah. I, I knew about them, but it was, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't even a Reach fan either. I didn't know any, gotcha. I, didn't, I wasn't into any of that. Yep. Uh, no, no smoke on anybody. I just didn't come in for that. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, so I, I learned about them later. Yeah. Even when we signed our deal with them, yeah, I didn't know their music. Didn't know their music. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So like, I, I knew about Lecrae because yeah. by that time I had heard about them and yeah. I became more aware of what they were doing, but I still didn't know this stuff. You know, so it's funny because like it gives an idea of okay well your journey you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like that's it's a big deal man to give up any type of creative aspect of your life that you that and i know how, how music is the reason i love it right. is because i went through a divorce through it yeah i got deployed to war through it right i found importance in it yeah and so ultimately it kind of became my god to be honest yeah you know so yeah. that was how i found it i found identity like yeah. people like me because of it so i had a respect so when someone is challenging that uh, even even if it's not fun to hear that, yeah. if you have a, a conscious objective to what you're doing overall, yeah. it'll overrule any kind of feelings of disrespect. Absolutely. Dude, it, I mean, <laughs> it challenged my core. I mean, it was right. like challenging my core. Like, man. you can't even get past that. It's it, like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that, but, oh, he's right. You know right. What I'm I mean, like, the first, you know, what you say was like, you know, it was like, yeah, like, why? What? Yeah. <laughs> you you know, and then, um, so what yeah. Made, what made you say that and walk out, bro? And then we'll start walking out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, not even entering the discussion. So, um, so after that, that man. It's a heavy statement. It was a heavy statement. And Too then, heavy to walk away, but it was, he did a good job at drawing your interest, though. <laughs> he, he did a good job and they did yeah. a good job, man. And one of the things I love about them and, and why they'll always be to me mentors, um, people I look up to and, and love to engage with is, um, healthy confrontation. Nothing wrong with that. Healthy confrontation, right? Yeah. I mean, constructive confrontation. Yeah. Uh, in a loving way. You dig what I'm saying? They're not going to water down the gospel. It, it is what it is, right? And yeah. and that's how that's how um, you know fanatics always been. Uh, Wells, John Wells, aka Tonic, um, Deuce, the ambassador, um, even Cruz Cadero back then. I would go hang out with them sometimes and just um, 
outside of the studio. They were recorded yeah. at a spot called The Bird's Nest, I think, in West Philly. And then we just hang in the house and they'd be doing Bible study and things like that, right? You know, we're going to watch the Sixers when they were in the conference. I remember going and hanging out, watching the conference, but a little Bible study beforehand and really. So just me getting with a, a group of brothers that were my age yeah. and watching them live out what we talk about in church, yeah. you know what I mean? But at our age level, what's relevant to us. And that yeah. was, and that it, was form, not being man. challenging to your morality. Yeah, that was fun. I think that's the hardest thing about um, being in groups Yeah, is that you just want friendship, but you don't want to have to deal with the morality challenges. Exactly. Like, you always got dudes that are willing to take it too far or go beyond. Like, it's like, what are we doing? Like, why we, you know, why we got to jump this dude? Or why we got to rob this right. person? It's like, why can't we just kick it, play some games? You know, and then when you but when you have a biblical foundation, uh, that creates like a a really dope focus and, and safety net, right? Because you know that everybody there is hearing this, right, and is believing in it, right. So you can fall back on that as a principle yep. when bad decisions are being made. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I think that's something I really wish I had more of um, when I was in the military, for instance. Yeah, you know, like when I was growing up, I was in the church. And it was good, you know, and uh, but I still was crazy and do my thing. I'm yeah. you know, Cali, so nineties, <laughs> you know, go figure. But when uh, but when I was in the military, man, it was that lifestyle just doesn't really line up right very well. Yep, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, that's so, dope to know that about you, man. It's hard to comprehend who you dealing with. I used to pack green in the Philly with.